0: are ready kids
1: hello and welcome to is many as a podcast i am one of your hosts omar lopez and i'm joined with an idiot boy
0: Jashimo. you know i was thinking because they say that a lot well they say a lot in the first half of this episode you know that makes some good merch i think some like spongebob idiot boy merch
1: yeah like it's just like everyone pointing at SpongeBob that says in it says Idiot Boy or just underneath.
0: His sad face with it like the box text or like the box text like champion has or whatever that says idiot boy. I could get up behind that. Or Supreme, like the Supreme lettering.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, versus Idiot Boy. Yeah. Nice. We should make Coming that. to a
0: store near you. Check it out.
1: <laughs> We're gonna open up a is it a red bubble? Red bubble, yeah. Or a Teespring, whatever they're called. We're gonna open up one of
0: those. Fun fact, I was we looking at right Double today, business. but yeah, that's that's a whole side conversation coming <laughs> <playing> up. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, this is our podcast where we watch the SpongeBob episode, discuss little life lessons that we learned from our spongy yellow friend, and have a little bit of fun while doing so. Um, we're going to get us started with some donation links. Uh, Josh, you can go ahead and go first.
0: All right. So the donation link I got for this week is for an organization called the Sex Workers Project. Um, basically it is, uh, um, client centered legal services and social services for people who engage in sex work. Um, and it's basically like talks about regardless of like choice, circumstance, coercion, anything like that. It doesn't matter what the situation is, but they're there to help like bring them kind of legal help and services and stuff like that. Um, and they're based here in New York. So it's kind of a cool thing. Um, I know I read recently that the state of New York is trying to be one of the first states to decriminalize sex work, but I think we're still a long way from decriminalizing and working, you know, there's still a lot of, like, harm and stuff that comes to these sex workers, so supporting organizations like this helps a lot.
1: Good. I also picked a New York-based organization. I picked a place called Fierce. It's basically an organization for LGBTQ youth um, in New York City. Um, specifically, youth of color, to kind of help, um, you know, combat all the bullshit that is our capitalistic society. the The children are our future, so <laughs> they'll set they'll set them up for success, and hopefully, they'll make my uh, later years a lot easier.
0: <laughs> fingers crossed.
1: All right. Well, fingers crossed that this is a good episode because we're watching oh, wow. season five, episode eighteen. Whatever happened to SpongeBob? act one and also act two because it's one of those special episodes where it's all just one big old thing
0: yeah they really juice juicing that in this season
1: yeah so this episode is whatever happened to spongebob so in this episode spongebob wakes up expecting to have a nice lovely normal sponge-tastic day but it seems like everyone around him kind of gets annoyed with him He messes up Patrick's cake. He just annoys Squidward, obviously, and also pisses off Sandy and a bunch of other people. Um, And every single time they get mad at him, they call him Idiot Boy, which is apparently a new thing that SpongeBob's been called. Um, So he feels like no one really wants him around and decides to leave Bikini Bottom and ends up getting a head injury. This head injury makes him forget who he is, and he ends up in New Kelp City. With his new identity, uh, cheese. <laughs> his new identity, cheesehead, brown pants, um, and he ends up defeating the Bubble poppin' Boys and becoming the new mayor of this new Kelp City. And finally, Sandy, Squidward, Patrick, and all the rest of the gang uh, are looking for him, and they finally find SpongeBob as this new mayor, and they bring him back to the Krusty Krab so he can get his memories back. Um, so, to start us off, Josh, mm-hmm. I want to ask you. If you lost your memory, what name would you want assigned to you? <laughs> uh,
0: oh man, I I don't know. I've never had to think about what <laughs> other name I'd want in my life. Uh, I would hope it'd be something like really crazy though, you know, like Ferdinand the or something like that.
1: Yeah, Franz Ferdinand the Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. I, now that I asked you the question, I didn't really. Think about what <laughs> I would say in terms of what my, uh, my Your other name would be. be.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You never wanted another name other than Omar?
1: Not really. I don't even have a middle name. I can't even go by that.
0: Yeah. I would wanna-
1: literally like anytime i would be at Starbucks, I just use my cousin's name just to f- around. Like it doesn't really matter to me. Like it doesn't go f- around with the baristas because I always they remember know. the name. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But How does that happen often? Like do people actually think about like, I know people change their names but they actually like change their first names because they hate it so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wonder how often that actually happens.
1: Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Like I've I've never been like, "Oh, that's a really cool name."
0: Well, I've never and I've never had like a friend or like any kind of acquaintance that's been like, "Yeah, I changed my name to this." Like legally changed my name to this. I know I've had like people change their last name, but not their first name to something like different or weird. I
1: would just hope that whoever names me follows the naming convention of like a really long fallout boy song title (laughs) (laughs) or like, uh, I I don't know if you've like uh devil wears Prada, like their, their band song titles are really crazy too. Like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. That's what I want. So if anyone, uh, send me what names you would call me. Um, hopefully nice
0: ones. Yeah. I was going to say, don't set yourself a failure (laughs) at our email. I want to start off by asking you like, what is up with these specials? Like, we're, we're, I think we're about two episodes away from the end of season five, right? And yeah. like, I feel like they're just like getting so lazy with these specials. Like, uh, this is the second one where it's a special introduced by Patchy for like two seconds and then nothing else happens. And it's I, not
1: even like worthwhile to no. have Patchy in there. Like, it was literally an animated version. It was like a weird stop
0: oh. motion, weird, I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> it was. It was just weird is i don't get it but I, i'm just yeah. like a little confused because i am so used to like the earlier seasons having their specials having like substance you know and i feel like all yeah. the specials you have here are just kind of like well we wanted to just make one long episode and it really doesn't have anything to it
1: yeah and i don't even see why introducing it as a spe- like what was happening that year that like every single episode was a special i don't know one thing that really threw me off in the very beginning is when spongebob wakes up and his eyelids, like do
0: like those, like the shutters.
1: Yeah, like the. Sh- Who has blinds like that or whatever?
0: I have a memory of having blinds like that, but I can't remember where. <laughs> where <laughs> they could...
1: like roll up like that?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think it was like a summer stock somewhere, like an older building. So I think like older places have. It. I think it's definitely like it's an older thing, but I've not seen those in forever. So
1: yeah, they just remind me of like uh those projection
0: oh yeah like, like at yeah. school yeah
1: yeah where you just like pull them and you're like have to keep pulling them and eventually they're on the floor and then you're like oops yeah <laughs> but- um also that mailman dies very early on yeah in the this, episode. this is so
0: weird it's just like hi mailman and it's so like it's such an innocent moment and then he just gets it ran down by this freaking garbage truck that comes out of nowhere and you see him like fling, uh, like fling up in the sky in the background. It's like this is, it already set the tone for this episode to be like super kind of strange, you know?
1: Yeah, that's what we've been noticing a lot in this season is like the strange, like over the top strange stuff. Yeah. Um, like I'm used to it's like an, and like we kind of talked about it with like the newer animations where like random shit just happens. Yeah. But like it doesn't feel organic to SpongeBob in this way. It's
0: like it's like angsty preteen kind of phase, you know, where it's just like kind of find its find its way. <laughs> if if I if I'm to believe that the newer seasons are as good as people say, like it would make sense that they're like the animators are trying to find like a new kind of groove. Especially with Steven leaving, you know, the Spongebob yeah. um team, I think was like yeah. this season, last season. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh so Another weird thing that happened is like they kind of did like cutaways to like everyone hating SpongeBob, whereas like you know Squidward has a SpongeBob nightmare, and then like uh, I think Mr. Krabs is also like I'm taking one month's pay and it's like a dime he's holding in his hand, yeah,
0: for being ten seconds late.
1: But what really threw me off was obviously the the word that I (laughs) the phrase I used to introduce you, idiot boy. It's such a mean yeah like it like it obviously it isn't a curse word like it isn't like your stupid piece of (laughs) but But it's the
0: closest you can get to like a pg cartoon right or whatever spongebob's rated
1: it felt weird idiot boy feels weird because it's like it doesn't feel creative at all and it just felt again just mean. And
0: coming from the lips of, like, Patrick was the first one to say it, that's where I'm like, this is such a strange thing. Like, I don't know, Patrick calling his best friend that he literally cries about later in the episode an idiot boy. I'm like, what? what is this? What are they setting up here?
1: Yeah, and I don't think Patrick's ever been that kind of mean to Spongebob. No. Well, not... Like a malicious yeah. thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, One of the people who did get really mean to Spongebob, but I thought he did deserve it was when Gary, when he crushes Gary and he, we sh- I think this is the first time we see Gary like in this disgusting, like weird snail form. I think we've seen him without a shell before, but for yeah. some reason he was like super nasty in this one. I,
1: I put that as one of my small lessons is uh, be careful with your pets. Yeah. Um, my friend in middle school used to tell me a story about how when he was very, very, very young, he got a hamster and he ended up squeezing it too hard. Um, sometimes when I'm holding Pipino, I was like, I really want to give her like a a solid hug. hug, but I'm also like an adult who understands like, Hey, this dog is not gonna, is not gonna live if I squeeze it this hard with all the love I have. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, it was warranted that Gary was pissed off that, you know, Spongebob basically abused him and also just leaves him with a year's worth of food. Yeah.
0: Which is ridiculous, which is another small lesson I got is like, if you're planning on going on trips and stuff, like plan ahead to have like a friend check in or something like that. Because Spongebob's whole thing was like, all right, well, I guess someone will find this note that says they need to refill Gary's bowl after a year. But that's assuming someone actually comes into his house after a year, right? I thought he's like, that's so like negligent of your pet. I don't get it.
1: Oh, yeah. I also put something similar to that where it's like at least mention one to one person that you trust or even offhand where you're going because then what if you get
0: like murdered or something? Yeah.
1: And then no one's going to know that you're gone until like someone finds your body in the river. I mean, that's
0: legit. I mean, like SpongeBob could have died. I mean, it's a cartoon, right? But he fell off a cliff and hit his head. So like that's something that could have happened. He could have never come back. And no one would have known that Gary was there if it wasn't for Patrick knocking on the door for, like, three hours. So Yeah.
1: Oh, speaking of Patrick, I really did like the spelling on his cake for his mom. or said mother. But what's funny is, like, in the wide shot, it's spelled right, but then when you come closer, it's, like, mother with, like, M-U-T-H-E-R.
0: I wanted to ask you, though, so, like, we're going through each character that gets mad at SpongeBob, right? And they each get mad at him for their reasons. Like, SpongeBob falls on the cake for Patrick. He mm-hmm. annoys Squidward as normal. Um, and then like Mr. Krabs, he like ends up cooking the money in oil, but I thought Sandy's was kind of the strangest out of all of them. And it was just like, I wanted to know what you thought that purpose of that like weird robot that she made was It was just supposed to be her greatest creation.
1: Yeah, I thought it was like I don't know if it's kabuki or geisha. Yeah. Like I, I know it's like that kind of style of like entertainment. And I'm just like, what? is going on yeah and also i was just disappointed in sandy for not making her like robot waterproof when she lives under the water dome underwater stupid that's what i get
0: maybe she was waiting to put the waterproofing on maybe after it does its weird dance for her whatever's going on there i don't know what that situation was (laughs) i was kind (laughs) of uncomfortable see i thought it was like a like i don't
1: know traditional dance
0: but why would she want that? I guess that's the question is like Sandy is from Texas, right? Maybe she's a weeb. Oh, a Texas that could weeb. be it. That could be it. I, w- I would She'd see watch that. She watched
1: too much anime and she's like, yes. I need this. I want this. I need this culture. <laughs> I still can't believe, well, I can believe that Mr. Krabs fired him over $2,
0: but I'm like, just take it out of his pay. Right. I mean, if he only paying him 10 cents a year or 10 cents <laughs> oh, a, a month, month, it's probably not going to make those $2 very fast. But that $2 moment when they're getting, like, boiled alive was kind of sad. I was like, that's again, another kind of strange take on this episode. That was, (laughs) like, weird, dark moments. Yeah. That, I
1: think, is what, like, perfectly encapsulates this episode. Just, like, random, weird, dark moments throughout the episode for, like, an unknown reason. And, like, just even when he's like out in, I guess, like the boonies where he like bonks his head and there's like all these like weird hermit people like around that are like going through his stuff and they're going to sell his his like corpses clothes. But it's to it's never
0: people. explained. Like, who are those people? Like, yeah, even they, before he like, falls, there is like all these like weird, like medieval. Are they like LARPers? Like, what's going on with that? I was like, what? I, I was hoping they would explain it once, but they never do. I was just like, what is this?
1: No, it's it's super super weird. And I was like maybe they're residents of New Kelp City, but then like you don't really see New Kelp City until like he's in there. Um no, and the, the dollars like lots of weird 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 things where like dark. <laughs> yeah. Even like when he leaves, right? Where he does like the 538 people in Bikini Bottom and then he goes minus 1. Which one? Now I'm really curious like how they keep track of signs. Also, I thought there would be more people in Bikini Bottom. Yeah, I've
0: always figured there'd be more than five, five. That was a small number. Like I was like, I for a city, you know, that we've seen for five seasons now, it always seems like there's more people there.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I always expected like I don't know, like ballpark a thousand, two thousand. Yeah,
0: even small so, small towns in like the U.S. at least have two thousand people.
1: Yeah, so it's a lot smaller than, like. I guess we give it credit for it, but um, my question is: at the time, do you think the creators had all 538 characters like written out? It and is, that's why
0: it is an oddly specific number. And I, I, yeah. I guess in my mind, I would like to think that that's what it is: is that it's all the incidentals and all the name characters put together.
1: <laughs> um, how do you like uh, the representation of New Kelp City being kind of like a New York City <laughs> grimy situation? New York City?
0: <laughs> yeah. Do
1: you think it was accurate?
0: Um, you know, I guess growing up <laughs> and seeing depictions of big cities being gross and stuff like that, uh, after moving here, I-, I don't know if I like it really holds up as much. Like, yeah, the city's kind of gross in a lot of places, and it smells like piss for like five <laughs> months, three months out of the year when it's summertime. But it's not as like decrepit and falling apart as like I think a lot of places or a lot of cartoons and media uh, depict bigger cities to be. You know.
1: No, you mentioned the piss thing, and I just want to address it on the podcast. I don't actually think New York smells bad. And I don't know if that means there's something wrong with my nose. Like, I do think, like, sometimes you walk past a pile of trash because they put trash on the fucking <laughs> curb, and it's not in cans. It's just a bunch of bags in a trash mountain, and you smell something really gross. But, like, people are like, oh, in the summer, it's, it reeks. And I'm like, it doesn't. I don't smell anything.
0: I think it's a comparison. I think it's a comparison to cities that are much more open are like more wider because it Mm -hmm. it does get hotter and the smell does compact like you're just packed in with a bunch of sweaty people and a bunch of trash and people Mm -hmm. do piss on the street and like it does have but it doesn't mean that's what you're smelling. I think it's just that you're just packed in with a lot of different smells. And the heat makes it worse. And I think that's why it makes it smelly. You know? And so do
1: I just not notice
0: this? You might just like... get used to it. You know, I think when I first moved here, like it was definitely noticeable. But after a while, I'm just like, eh, it is that it's just what it is what it is, right?
1: Maybe I just like assume that's just how the city smells, like all the time. Cause when I when I first came to New York, I never once thought like, ugh, it smells. I was just like, this is New York. <laughs> mm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe my brain just instantly adjusted. It was like, whatever. This is your this is your life now. Smell the even that, that they smell. even I don't think the smell,
0: smell is as bad as what people say it is. It stinks, but it's not as bad. And that's what I mean. Like they depicted the city to be like broken windows and like all this other crap going on, you know. And like it was played by the the what was it, the Bubble Popper Gang or the, the Bubble Popper Boys. And I'm just like I, I don't living in a big city. Like I don't feel like it's a fair depiction of this. You know the environment here all the time.
1: Yeah also it's a lot more gangs in New kelp City or at least one very strong gang in New kelp City yeah <laughs> so this is one of the few times that we get to see Spongebob who's not oblivious I think uh we kind of addressed it earlier this season where um when squidward was acting like Spongebob where it's like the first time Spongebob like acknowledges that he's annoying and like this is another weird episode where he acknowledges that he is annoying other people and he like hears it yeah. Whereas like every other time he never hears it. And I think it's an interesting take that this season has done twice already that I'm like, are they trying to like show that SpongeBob can actually realize that he's a annoying piece of shit sometimes? <laughs> or is it just a again, a dark episode?
0: I guess when he does do that, it does seem darker, but I guess that's the reality of it though, right? If he if he was eventually realized that he is that annoying, it is gonna be darker. And to be honest, like I don't even though this episode is weird and strange, like I don't mind that part of Spongebob, like Spongebob realizing that he's doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. It's kind of interesting to see that side of him and how he reacts because he doesn't react rationally. He's very irrational. It's like, I guess I'll just run away and whatever. And it just kind of shows that weird, like immature privileged side to Spongebob where he doesn't address his issues right he just kind of runs away from them that we've seen before so it kind of fits with his yeah. like the motif that we've seen with him even if he is even before when he wouldn't address his problems or a- address that he is annoying time for the bubble break, bubble break.
1: nice so um, <laughs> I want to take some inspiration from this episode uh-huh. and we get to see the bubble pop gang oh yeah and I'm curious, Josh, if we were gonna start our own gang um <laughs> yeah. that that beat people up for one very like mundane, stupid, like benign reason. What do you think it should be?
0: Oh. Uh, what's your pitch? What's my pitch? Um
1: and we don't have to kill anybody. We just like enforce that hey, this is a this is a no go.
0: People who don't pick up dog poop on the sidewalks. Yeah, that's a good one. And when I think about beat the, (laughs) it's like you know that episode of Rick and Morty where Rick and Summer like (laughs) juice up and they start beating the (laughs) people. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) So (laughs) some some uh, exhibit like just go give it to you and just like
1: beating (laughs) beating people up. No, Fatima and I being dog owners. Well, we hated it before, but now it's just like it's not that hard. No, just pick up after your dog, and then sometimes like living in New York, we're talking about dirty New York City. I'm like, is this a human sized? And if you're a human being, you can't like if you are in the street, I'm sorry. But I also assume there's a lot of human beings in New York who are in the street who are perfectly capable of in a bathroom. Um
0: we're up yourself. going to a bush or something nearby or like yeah. there's on every block there's like the little there's like the little patches of dirt where the trees grow in. You can just that
1: Yeah. Like, same thing with the dogs, too. Like, even if you're not going to pick up your dog, kick it into the street or something. Yeah. Leave it on the sidewalk, something.
0: But that's, it's just like, it's so prevalent. And like, I noticed it, especially now, like, after the snow had melted, there's just everywhere. It's like people just let their dog in the snow. And now this, the snow's gone. It's just like a graveyard everywhere. I'm just like, this is awful. I'm just trying to walk here.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I don't I don't understand maybe it's just our neighborhood because I was in the upper west side and I saw a lot less dog. <laughs> but still it's like I don't get how, one, how they just let the dog and then just walk away with no one seeing them. Because I've never seen someone do it. Yeah. Right? Or maybe it's just late at night and they're like, I don't want to pick it up.
0: Hey, just, or like I early morning. Understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just don't understand.
0: It's just like common courtesy, because like no one likes to step in dog. Shit. It like ruins someone's day if you do that. So like the fact that you're like p- potentially making someone go through that, you're like you're just full, right? Mm-hmm. You deserve to get 100 percent. Deserve to get gut punched.
1: <laughs> I think what we should do instead of being the sh- people, we should get the sh- and throw them. Make throw him eat them eat it. Oh yeah, make them eat. Make them eat it. <laughs> the eating <laughs> gang.
0: Yeah, the pooper scoopers.
1: <laughs> that's that's like the PG version. Yeah. We need we need to workshop the name a little. It's I like I like the word <laughs> eaters. <laughs> the shit eaters, yeah. so that's bad because they're gonna be like, look, look, it's the shit eaters, <laughs> run away, it's the shit eaters. That's not good. Uh, what what can we do? To mm. I like pooper scoopers, but that sounds like a lot more benign. I guess yeah. that kind of works because bubble popping gang was yeah. like very like,
0: but that's very straightforward, sounding. right? That's very straightforward what they were, right?
1: And then um you know how like in the episode he has like the little comb. Yeah. That does that. We need I don't know, maybe we'll we bring those little baggy like holders where like you push a button like a switchblade and a little like poop baggy comes Swatch, out.
0: Or like the little like uh shovel thing people use for like cat leather it just pops out so you can like scoop it. Yeah. yeah. Scooping up poop. Making them eat it. All right, let's pop back into this. Um. Whoa. That's that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that echoed. Um. So, um, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this episode is that Mr. Krabs is like, of course he's greedy, right? He mm-hmm. is like dead set on getting SpongeBob back after SpongeBob runs away, and so he bribes Squidward with the one thing Squidward wants most in this world. Apparently, is a handcrafted, jewel encrusted ornamental egg. So I wanted to ask you, why do you think Mr. Krabs knows exactly what Squidward wants?
1: I was, okay, so when he did that, I was like, this is it. This is the reason why Squidward works at the Krusty Krab, because he knows that Mr. Krabs is the only one who has this. (laughs) You think that's it? (laughs) I'm starting to think of it now because he's always talking about quitting and he doesn't care about being fired, but he only cares about that one thing. So maybe it's like, I don't know. It's like, like a weird. I have your dream thing, and because I'm the only one that has it, the only way for you to get it is
0: you have to like sell your soul to me. Yeah, it was so interesting to me, and it kind of makes me wonder because, uh, I mean, we've already seen that Mr. Krabs kind of like keeps tabs on everyone in town. So I wonder Mm -hmm. if he has the same thing for a lot of people, where he's just kind of like this, like I guess i don't know i choose goose comes to mind from adventure time Who i just i had things but like (laughs) like mr krabs just knows what people want and that's how he gets like the upper hand on stuff like that
1: yeah that's i i 100 agree with you with that headcanon i think it's really like him being like oh spongebob just likes to cook so i'm gonna exploit him yeah like if if he had patrick like if he had something very specific patrick wanted i think he would just He's like a blackmailer, yeah. Basically,
0: it's it's kind of wild, and I just it's kind of crazy to me too. Like all the things that Squidward could possibly want. We know Squidward's character for five seasons now. He wants this weird like Faberge egg for no yeah. reason.
1: <laughs> I'm also curious why they didn't they didn't say Faberge egg? Right.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't make like, sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because it was not as many words. so You can't like really like like it's not like a ass cold water. It's like not like something you can draw out. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not like fabric. No, nah, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't roll, roll the off the tongue. It doesn't roll off the tongue the same. Yeah. Um. Something that does roll off the tongue is when uh, Squidward's talking about, if that was the last time I would ever see SpongeBob, I would have slammed the door in his face even harder. And I was like, yes. Yes, Squidward. Be petty. I feel like he's been the most consistent character throughout every single season.
0: Yeah. Especially when they- I love that he was doing it in front of everyone, and they're all crying about Sp- SpongeBob. He does not give a fuck. <laughs> Like, if anything, in this episode, Squidward does not give a Like, when the city's going to chaos because SpongeBob's gone and he can't make a patty, like, he has the entire city screaming at his face, and he's just deadpanned. I'm like, I want that skill. I want to be able to be screamed at and not feel a single emotion in that moment. I'm
1: so glad that you uh, wrote that down, because I also wrote down the exact same thing, that, like, literally everything's on fire, and Squidward is, like, the most neutral face they could have possibly given him. And he's just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then when, uh, when they pull out that like SpongeBob tracker device, or whatever, and he just he's like, oh, let me see that. And he just smashes it, destroys it. <laughs> but that's but- he like really just does not give two. Sh- no, so I love
0: it. He, I'm gonna. I'll come back to the end when we get to the end of something about Squidward because he did. <laughs> there's some pretty good frames with him. But speaking yeah. of that Sponge tracker, like. We get, I think it's probably the first time ever in SpongeBob that we actually get like a live action Sponge kind of footage shown. And I I just thought it was a weird choice. Again, a weird choice in this uh, head canyon that's, or this whole canyon that's going on here.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Everything about this episode throws me off. Like, and I can't really quite pinpoint exactly why, like, what theme is making it so weird. Like, it's just odd. Yeah. It's just very, very odd.
0: Um, What I did like about this episode, though, was, you know, when Spongebob finally gets to the nitty gritty of the whole new Kelp City thing and he comes to face to face with the bubble popping boys after experiencing people being scared of bubbles the entire time, the way he uses bubbles is like very expertly done. I was like, I'm glad that they kept this consistent with his characters, Mm -hmm. that he's a very good bubble blower and knows how to use and utilize all that.
1: Yeah. But um all the little odd jobs he does are really interesting too. Like that bank, uh, that banker woman, it just like, she totally freaks out. Um, but I also like when he like does get thrown on the floor and like his bubble wand falls and it falls perfectly on the grates. And then like, it like jumps and folds up. Like, I don't know. I just like little cartoony things like that. Even when he like fell in the very beginning of the whole episode, like it's very like classic cartoon where it's like, it's generic in the terms of like how it goes about it. But it's, it's nice to see. Yeah. It's very like Looney Tunes esque. Yeah. If that makes sense. It did. And I
0: wrote down specifically like Looney Tunes esque right before the bubble wand moment when he falls out of the sky and like splats on the ground. I was like, this is very, we've had him splat on the ground before. It's very classic. And I did, I did enjoy that. But like from that moment on when he gets rid of the bubble blowing boys or bubble popping boys, like it just goes like, again, back to the wild with him becoming the mayor of Kelp City, like out of nowhere and just like running this. And he's
1: holding like a campaign yeah, speech kind of situation. to bring
0: bubbles back. I was just like, what again, what is going on? And then I thought like the whole he has this like weird reverse Wizard of Oz moment with Sandy and Patrick, where he, she's like, Oh, I've never met the weasel before. I don't know who you are. Underwater underwater weasel. And then Patrick's like, well you can't of course you can't forget your best friend. And they they pop out those like <laughs> best friend tattoos, which is my one of my favorite close ups from this uh this episode, I think
1: you didn't like the they call it morbid SpongeBob, where he's like, "Hey, Mister, look at me, look at me," no, and he's was, like, "Is there something wrong with
0: me?" I wrote so that if the best friends one was my favorite, my note for that specific close up was it's the nastiest close up that I've seen in a like even <laughs> with that weird old man cave episode we saw. That one was pretty <laughs> fucking... like this is pretty fucking nasty. <laughs> I
1: don't know. Let me let me look at it again. I'm pulling no, it's
0: pretty gross. Yeah, he, I was like, they I even think like the do the like snot bubble that like grows and like pops and it was like, no, they went over the top.
1: Um all close-ups like that just remind me how scary SpongeBob would look if he was real. Yeah. And a lot of like our childhood cartoons, like we ever see like those hyper realistic things, it's just like,
0: no, this is this is gross. Let, this is very scary. let me live in my ignorance. <laughs>
1: yeah, I like I like pretending they look like cartoons. I don't like this uh uncanny valley situation. Yeah. I do think it's messed up. They call Sandy Weasel Girl in that whole situation. Yeah. Um, but that tattoo is is great. I like how it says best friends spring, spring break. break tattoo. That's, I want so they know exactly when they got it. Yeah. There's no uh there's no
0: confusion. <laughs> exactly. I, I want a backstory though. I want an episode where they get that tattoo though.
1: That would be awesome. Yeah. I feel like SpongeBob could have done a lot better with these older, I mean, like with these newer seasons by just grabbing things from the older season and kind of like doing a prequel situation. Yeah. Right. Not even like alluding to the first season, like not being like, this is what happened this time. Just doing it and then adding to the lore.
0: Yeah. I guess. I, I think so too. I mean, I think it'd be nice for the viewers. But like, listen, if you're going to throw a special at me, throw me a SpongeBob uh Spring Break special. That's going to, I, w- I want to see that.
1: Yeah, where they do a different episode every single day of spring break. Yeah, that's
0: what I'm talking about.
1: It'd be like a Girl's Gone Wild, but with SpongeBob. (laughs) Um, So, Squidward is very, very good at kidnapping people. (laughs) Yeah. Impressively Uh, good. (laughs) Yeah, he really wanted that egg. And then they finally get, like, SpongeBob out back to everything. And then they go to the Krusty Krab. And... What I think is crazy is that SpongeBob just literally hears on the news, uh, yeah. So everyone, everyone is super pissed off at me, and then I'm gonna beat the crap out of that uh, cheese boy or cheese head, or whatever they call him. Um, and as soon as I see him, and then he's like, "Oh, yep, I'm I'm fine with working at the I'm right back, camp. yeah, yeah." He like completely just didn't give a crap about his civic duty. But imagine a world like a city with too many bubbles that you couldn't even.
0: See exist? Like, it seems it exists, wild maybe? to me.
1: <laughs> like that sounds painful. Like if you can't see, what does that mean? You can't see. Like are you just too many? It'd just bubbles be like in a fog face? of
0: bubbles, and they like pop, and you get soap in your eye. Ah, that sounds like a disaster. I don't want to live that life. That's a nightmare. But the,
1: <laughs> but the thing is too, like at least the bubbles in SpongeBob, they're all see through. They're like big see through. Yeah, bubbles. but I mean, yes, are if you... it's
0: like dense enough, right? It would probably. That's that's the idea. It's just like it's so many bubbles are being blown now. It's just, like, ruining the entire city, which is crazy. But uh, one of the – because there's not a lot of lessons, but that, like, Spongebob mm-hmm. being mayor does come with to mind Is like – and I hate to – you know, we keep – we try to forget Trump was uh, in office, but that's the thing. Like, you got – I think that we need to really take into account, like, having pop, proper people in leadership positions. You know, it doesn't just take, like, one simple action like Spongebob – getting rid of the bubble popping boys for him to be mayor now. Right. I think you need qualifications in order to be able to run a city or in our case for the last four years and probably more now uh, a country, you know?
1: <laughs> um, I'm glad you brought that up, but I am coming to a slightly different conclusion. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I think it also shows the ineptitude of a politician. Cause like that guy was like, in my entire time being mayor, I never stopped the bubble popping boys. And all it took was one person and he just got it done. That's good, true. Old, good old community it, it, uh, it, outreach. Where he beat out
0: of them. It makes me wonder, AKA, though, what's that <laughs> local militias? <laughs> Gangs? Yeah.
1: I, like what local militias were actually supposed to do, yeah. not just a bunch of racists trying to get R- people racist from crossing the yeah.
0: But it makes me wonder what their, <laughs> what New Kelp City, what their political process is. If you could just like hand someone this hat. In this hat is the civil of you being mayor. Maybe it's how this fish also became mayor, right? He was not an actual politician, he was just some dude who got this hat. So, again, yeah, makes <laughs> me question the qualifications. Do you, do you have any more small lessons that you got?
1: Keep your fancy eggs safe because I know uh, they had that fancy hat, and I think if you have a fancy hat or a fancy egg, you got to keep them safe, yeah. Uh, because you know, Squidward did all this hard work to get Spongebob back and what? Gone.
0: Oh, and Gone. I'm so glad that you brought that up because the very last thing that i want to talk about is squidward losing this egg and then spongebob coming back (laughs) there is a literally like less than one second frame of squidward's face as soon as the egg breaks on squid or spongebob's head that his face is just like undulating and he's like puffed up and i laugh so hard at this like less than one second frame let me see if i can find it real quick
1: i'm gonna look for it too (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh god,
1: oh, god. It, it is so it's so freaky too. It's so awful. <laughs> oh god, it's, I'm so glad you showed it's
0: me it's this. So it's,
1: it's it's just like the a very awkward position. It's fra- and then the noise he makes position-
0: too, he's like, Oh, it is so awful.
1: Oh yeah. This it's, this okay, whole gold. episode it's is worth gold. it. It's it's worth it just for this. Just for this moment, this screenshot.
0: Wumbo lesson for another SpongeBob special. Woo! Wumbo lesson. Though you know, these specials aren't start feeling so special anymore. So, yeah, there's <laughs> too many of them. Yeah, too many, but you know what's never not special is our Wumbo lessons. They're always special. They always touch the hearts of all our listeners out there.
1: Aw. So um. sweet. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh um, my big lesson was if you're feeling alone, open up about those feelings to someone instead of running away from people. Ooh. I feel like good. it's a very solid big lesson for a kids show because there's a lot of times I feel like when you're younger, you're like people don't get me, I'm going to run away. Yeah. Um I feel like it's a lot harder to run away now. It's easier in some ways like I feel like money-wise it's you get some bitcoin or something like kids making secret uh uh digital wallets or whatever and then buying ethereum or whatever the hell it is now
0: dogecoin or whatever yeah
1: but um i also think it's easier to track people to amazon i'm looking at you (laughs) but um it's it really is the basis of this entire episode is literally all this could have been prevented has so much about been like hey patrick please don't call me idiot boy you know Yeah. Or said something or even Patrick and all these other people like flipping the script around and being like, I'm sorry, I said this really mean thing to you. Let me clarify. I was very upset because I worked very hard on this cake for my mother. Spongebob, would you like a cake with me for my mom? You right. know? Will you help me make like this game
0: yeah, or like help me build this robot again? I mean, there's no hope with Squidward, right? Or even Gary, because yeah. he's basically he broke Gary's shell. But it's like things like that. It's just like take the time as a friend to just sit there and be like, I'm sorry, I popped off. Like, mm-hmm. let's just reconcile, right?
1: Yeah. Cause I most of the time, if it's pretty bad, just go to sleep, deal with it the next day. Yeah. That's a bonus one for you a <laughs> bonus
0: thing bonus S- advice sleep fixes everything. It doesn't fix everything, but at least like I feel like it fixes everything. That's why I nap so much lesson with
1: your a thousand naps, uh what wisdom do you have to
0: share? <clears throat> so my uh big lesson was uh don't take other people's bad days personally um and it basically is just like spongebob everyone was having a bad day yeah it might have (laughs) been directly impacted by spongebob in their life but (laughs) i think that's the thing it's like sometimes your friends and people around you they have bad days and something you know you there's a lot of people that can like take that personally you know and be like oh why are they being mean to me or why are they acting different you know and you just got to realize like you can't let that like get to you because it's (laughs) like one bad day doesn't like changed like an entire friendship right so for like spongebob to be like oh they're being so mean to me even though they were calling him names but like one day out of like this entire life of knowing like patrick for instance like he completely took that insanely personally and like i get it but also like you gotta look at the bigger picture like they were just having a bad day You, you ruined his cake they worked for his mom like stuff like that so and i know that happens a lot i think a lot of people with like anxiety and like i know sometimes like i even i even go through that a lot where i'm just like oh is this person mad at me i was like i don't know what's going on so but i yeah. think it's just like a normal human thing to like question things like that
1: i like your lesson because it flips both ways because like also spongebob was having a bad day he's yeah. just probably extra obnoxious today and you know he's he kind of held it against himself too he was like i can't I'm just annoying, so I'm just leaving everyone here. Right, like you know, he didn't. He doesn't let himself have like a bad day where he can maybe build a little bit of character, maybe not be so annoying to everyone.
0: Right, or just like go out and just like take a break from the day. You know, I've had I've had bad days where like feels like everything's going wrong. Right, Mm -hmm. and you're just like, all right, well, (laughs) I can't. It can't go wrong if I'm just gonna sit here and watch TV. I'm just gonna. Completely, like I'll be done, right? I don't have to worry about that, and I think that's like something. That's when the naps come in. That's when the, exactly. That's when it fixes everything.
1: You're like, I'm pissed. Let me just go to sleep. It'll be and oh, I'll fine. wake up and I'll eat something, and the day's over. We'll go to day number two. And we'll get Ex- it exactly. all started over again.
0: Right, and so even like in a smaller case with like SpongeBob here, like his friends came. It seemed like only a couple hours later you know, to apologize for everything, or even Patrick, who probably wasn't there to apologize and just there to hang out, was just like, if you would have given it a little bit more time, you know, and that's the thing, it's just like, I think when you take, when you do take things too personally, it feels like the world's crumbling all at once, right? If
1: mm-hmm. you don't
0: give it like the couple, like couple in a day or like a couple hours till it like die down, then you kind of throw yourself into an existential crisis. Exactly. Well, hopefully this episode didn't
1: throw you into an existential crisis, and I want to thank you all (laughs) for listening to this week. Um, If you want to send us anything, some suggestions, comments, please reach out to us on ismazepodcast.com, or you can email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, especially that Instagram, and also be sure to share with your friends and enemies. So, Josh, I uh, see you have your bubble wand out.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know you were practicing bubble blowing not too long ago and i figured like i might as well give it a try too i figured like if by the time that you know this pandemic's over maybe we could go to comic-con again we can be like bubble blowing experts for the podcast representation you know
1: yeah that'd be pretty good yeah wait do you you hear that
0: oh no not my bubbles no (laughs)